0: Back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. I'm so thrilled to be here back in Hershey today uh, at what is a very sweet location. So thank you for having me.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate the invite. Always nice. You
0: made it. You're finally here.
1: I know. I know. It's it's and it's nice and beautiful. And we're looking at roller coasters, so it's good.
0: So we're here today in Hershey, Pennsylvania, at the Hershey Company. Uh, so for people that don't know you, which is like, a couple people. Uh, <laughs> I'm not that well <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're not famous just yet. Uh, so tell me about your journey. Tell me about the parts that you think are the most interesting, how you got to Hershey, um, and kind of like how you got to where you are today.
1: Once upon a time when I was in design school, well, actually when I decided to go to design school, what got into my head was that I was going to end up at Disney, Pixar, Mm-hmm. animating movies which is definitely not what right. I'm doing right now
0: yeah this is my dream dad too that's why how I met Ron and how I met you that I guess yeah. well if
1: that's how you <laughs> met Ron that's how you met me because you met me through Ron yes um yeah no so I thought I thought like back in my like first day of design school that's what I was gonna do and clearly not happened um but I feel like I went to design school I started very early on with my dad my dad is an architect and I was his free intern for most of my teenage life. Um, started playing with Photoshop. Started playing with Corel, which I feel very ashamed <laughs> of saying, but it's true. Yeah. I can't, I can't cover that up. Um, and I then think you were like 21, <laughs> I just turned twenty-one last week. Oh, nice. yes, happy yes. birthday! Thank you. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it's in, it's really kind of funky because. Um, Never in my wildest dreams, I thought I was going to go to design school and eventually become a brand strategist. And and most importantly, never thought I was going to end up in a corporate world. Mm-hmm. I went to design school very early on. Um, I had to pay for school, so I had to get a job. And I got an internship. And my internship, and that's back in Brazil. Right. So my internship, my first internship, was super hot. So... I was a design intern at a um, school book publisher. Wow! Like so, plastic
0: or something, or like
1: no, like the <laughs> internal publication oh. of the school. Like not, oh, wow. not glamorous <laughs> at all. Got and it. my job was to illustrate science books. So I was doing all this like technical, like drawing, drawing like lungs and kidneys mm-hmm. and bacteria. Oh and God. maps and yeah. like diagrams, like, like drew the uh,
0: like the font, like the you know what I'm talking about? Like those like yes. little, they frame them. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> so
1: I did a lot of that, and that really royally just sucked. But it taught me a lot of skills. One of them was really suck it up. Like it's like I it was you a job. You just have to do it. You just have to do it, and it was my first. thing. It was a, like I assembled my portfolio it was like a folder, a physical folder mm-hmm. with like ghost mock pieces because i didn't have anything i had i had like collateral stuff that i did from my homeowners association my parents house and right. i had like little logotypes here and there my first logotype actually got me a free bike oh and God. it was maybe worth 50 bucks that's cool Woo-hoo. so amazing so so i did a lot of that and i got into this job but I just had to find things to do, and I had to, like, self-project into what I was doing because I never really had a journey. I didn't really have, like, I didn't have a parent or a famous friend that was in this big agency that was totally going to get me a job. Like, I never had that. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, yeah, so it's kind of like, you sort of, like, have to kind of build it up. So I got to... Did you want to be an
0: architect? Was the architect thing? Oh, I totally wanted to
1: be an architect, and my dad totally talked me out of it. Why? 100%. Oh, because the industry sucks, and because it's just so competitive. And I'm like, nowadays, I'm like, really? Yeah. It's kind of <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. but um.
0: As they're building buildings everywhere you now, yeah. I know,
1: I know, it's so crazy. So I got into this first internship, and and then I decided that I was just gonna find ways to um, <laughs> to do other things and. I got into this internship, I got into another internship, and, and I did a lot of things that I never really did again. So I did, I don't know, like a book illustration, I did book editing, I did a lot of, um, you know, collateral, a lot of, um, I did a lot of illustration. That was something that I was always very passionate about. And um, by halfway through my college um, degree, I decided what my final project was going to be. And that's, that was kind of like my kind of moment of like finding out what I was going to do. So my final graduation project was a full collection of children's books written by my aunt who um, is passed, but she was a very, very famous um, book writer wow. and in Brazil and her books are super sweet. They're all like children's poetry and like, it's a lot of like little tales and little stories and it's super, super sweet and I did all this stuff, like I was illustrating, editing, creating the books, creating the covers, creating the marketing strategy, which is not something that a lot of right. people at that college degree, would, like they right. weren't really doing you were marketing strategy. You
0: were I, d- I was okay. that's 18, that's
1: a lot, that's a lot work for an 18 year old. Oh yeah. yeah. And so what happened was I got into these books. So there are two lessons that I learned there. I got into those books and I felt so confident myself, like I'm like, I'm writing, I'm drawing these things that, you know, my aunt wrote and it's so personal to me, it's so, 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 so intimate in mine and I got into my first panel and I crushed out of it, I got completely destroyed, my professors and my panel said, well, you have to reillustrate this thing. You have to redo it because it's just not viable at this point. And I got a lot of really good, positive criticism, but a lot of just like, you have to go back to ground zero. And I was, now um, I went back and redid it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, I went back to ground zero. I reedited a lot of things and I did a lot of research and I got the final product. So it was three books, the pack that was involving the books, a game that was derived from the book, the collection. Mm-hmm. The whole strategy behind selling those books, who are we targeting at, who would buy it, what is it? A lot of the things that were very business marketing strategy right. at the time versus really design concept. Right. And after I presented it to the panel and got the highest ever grade in my college, um, awesome. I sold the project to a real publisher. Wow. And at, at, at 18, 19 years old? I was 20 at wow. the time. That's crazy. So, and, and that, to me, kind of... And at the time, and then I was, at the same time, finally landing my first small agency job. But I got a hang of really knowing that I wanted to... I, I really love design, and I'm very passionate about it. And I it's no secret to anyone that I'm a huge geek for typography, illustration. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I love it. And I still do create. Right. Um, but I love, love, love being able to... Kind of bring something that is not materialized yet, and and bring it to life somehow. Right.
0: Something out of nothing, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah,
1: and and that sense just it that drove a lot of purpose for mm-hmm. me on like how to, and because it was kind of a personal project, and then like and then at the time you know my dad who still has all the copyrights for my aunt's books, he got to make money out of it. There was a lot of like oh my god, there's, there are so many good outcomes out of this. Right. So. Um,
0: something that was like it's super yeah, fun yeah. it's yeah. super
1: super fun so that's so fast forward a year or two I'm working in this really big agency in my city um Belo Horizonte I was working in this agency called RC and if you say in Portuguese right. and I was just a junior designer like working crazy hours really i don't i think i lived there because i think i left stuff in my car and just like went to the gym and like showered got a bed at home woke up again repeat but um very so, like, re-
0: and your dues right?
1: oh yeah no it's any anyone in the beginning of their career knows that and even like, I mean, even now, but it was still, the you're <laughs> still, you're still like crazy hours. But I was getting a lot of just exposure to different, because it was a big agency. I got account strategy, all of those people to interact with. And I always really loved talking with the planning area and, and really knowing how they got from the business was nothing. How do we get to somewhere and partnering with them was always something that I really loved doing. Right. And it it was funny because one of um, the other designer that sat right in front of me, Carla, one day she came to me, she's like, you know, like, I mean, you're really good at design and everything, but don't you really just love planning and strategy and that? And I'm like, yeah, I really do. I finished design school and went straight into a graduate degree in brand management. Very much because I thought design taught me a lot about design, but very little about business strategy, right. all of that stuff. That and that helped a ton. And then I was hired by you. It was interesting because I heard you saying that um, there is this um, one place that you're like you've always looked up to. Yeah. There is this agency. Oh my god! I was hired by that agency at the wow. time. Yeah. So Someone
0: was there, this close. Yeah. So it Hopefully was funny. It was,
1: it was so funny because. Um, They were people that I had sent my portfolio, my information, tons of times, and they never got back to me. Mm. And then um, I sent them a note saying, hey, um, I'm finishing my my graduate degree in brand management. I am a full-time designer here, been here for X many years. Um, I see you guys don't have a design strategy department, period. Do you guys want to think about one? Because I think you should. And they, within a few weeks, I switched jobs. That's right. And I started their branding area. And it was the first brand strategy I developed. I'm now, I'm 32, I'm going to be 33 years old in May. I was 21 at that time, at that, t- at that, wow. at that place. You and must have had a
0: kick-ass book, though, for them to be like, for you to be able to the, have that right hook. The book
1: wasn't even the most important thing. I mean, the book was important, but the right. most important thing was... I wanted to help them build something from scratch. They were a design studio. I thought they had potential to be a brand design studio. Right. A strategy studio. Yeah. Right, right, right. And, I mean, they said, okay, let's do it. You're on your own. Like, let's develop a methodology. Let's see what other people are doing. Like they, dude, I was 21. I was showing up That's at crazy. clients. I,
0: thought I was an overachiever. I thought I was winning. You were like, where a minute, so far in your journey. But think
1: about this, like I was going to clients and talking with people that, you know, I, ha- I was so afraid that one, I was going to sound like a fool. Two, they were going to look at me and think I was an intern or mm. the junior, 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 yeah, junior person. Or something, right? Yeah, all of this stuff. And and even though, mm. like, you can you can tell that, like, in, in the creative world, you have a lot of young people that are really, really smart. So mm. I feel that like that bridge kind of narrows a little bit there because, like, it's I think the creative world is a little more tolerant to young people. Soon enough, we were going to clients and, hey... This is Faye. She's um, heading our brand strategy department. We're creating this new, new methodology that we would love to pilot with you and all that. And there was a lot of that. I had a blast. It was my favorite thing. Yeah. I, I mean, we did work for. Um, we had a big client. There were some really big projects. That was some of the clients that you were working with. So, at the time, Brazil Telecom was their main client, and they were um, kind of the equivalent of Mm AT&T in the U.S. So, we did everything, all the point-of-sale merchandising, in-store activation, kind of of a... Because they didn't have a design agency for all the packaging versus merchandising and point-of-sale. We did all of that, and then there was an advertising agency. So, we did that. We had another client... called um, Itambé. They're like big dairy companies. So think about like yogurts, right. milk, all that kind of stuff. Um, we did Machi which is a local soda in my in my city That's that awesome. if you ever go to my state, you have to drink. Okay. Um, that is really we yummy. You have to
0: finagle some free travel. Yes. <laughs> Meet the creatives in Brazil. Yes. You, you
1: risked, like you were this close because I'm going to Brazil next week. Damn. Told you. Um, so we did a lot of, and I did like I got to jump in and it was like sink or swim because there was no one there that was going to teach me how to do this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I knew it from, I was benchmarking against, I was benchmarking against Sterling. I was benchmarking against Turner Duckworth. Mm-hmm. I was benchmarking against Future Brand and yeah. like all the those. The biggest
0: brand, the biggest company in the world. Really, yeah.
1: Exactly. And and looking into this, and I think um, I really had the time of my life at the yeah. time.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. was working like a psychopath.
1: I was okay. working like a psychopath. you don't
0: now. You still work like a psychopath?
1: No, it was more psychopath than anything <laughs> because I feel like there was one time that we were pitching this account and I spent three nights not going home. I was just going to the gym and showering and coming back in and coffee and pizza I can't eat... I can't eat Subway, period, because I have a gluten thing, but I can't eat Subway to date, because it was a Subway shop literally across the street from, oh. the, from the agency, and that was yeah. where we would go. Oh, yeah. And just the thought of that bread, just, like... It just yeah. gives me, like, terrible memories. But, um... <laughs> but so, no, we were, like... There was a lot going on, and they were expanding at the time, and... And then I found out I was going to move here. Mm-hmm. Like, totally out of the blue. I...
0: Was was that for Hershey? No, no, it
1: was for personal reasons at the time. Um, And my move here was completely kind of... I decided to move and, you know, my immigration process went through and um, my moving date came and I was leaving my dream job behind. And they thought about, at the time I remember, my boss he's like hey i think we can make this work i mean let's let's have you like consult on some things and so i did some work like while right. um while i was there um while i was here i did some work from some like previous clients there but like nothing really um but it was crazy like i, I looked behind and i remember i remember thinking to myself at one point i'm like this is great like I, I will help this company grow. I'm gonna be the head of strategy at some point, and right. it's gonna be amazing and magical and da 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 da. Right. And then I move here. Then I move here in two
0: thousand nine. Oh no. Yeah. For all the for all the not that not that I'm much older, but it's not a good time.
1: It was the worst time. Yeah.
0: The economy's never been like better than it is right now. So it's like at that time you're like totally oh. way harder than.
1: It was horrible. It was horrible for a number of reasons. First of all, I moved to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I did not move to New York City or San Francisco. Moved here for personal reasons, ended up in Harrisburg, which I thought was like a 600,000 people metro area, Wikipedia says, and then you get here like, no, it's actually like little tiny, like 40,000 people, like, Conglomerates.
0: And overpriced restaurants. And overpriced <laughs> restaurants.
1: And I'm like, what am I going to do here? First of all, I moved here out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I know nobody here. I have a few people here and there that I know, but like nobody, I'm industry, nobody, nobody, yeah, yeah. nobody. like I have no friends. Mm-hmm. I speak really, really good English, but this is me, like, right. since 2009, a lot of accent was left behind.
0: Yes,
1: yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So, um... And I had a ton of kick-ass experience from a place that is completely irrelevant to this area because no right. one knows. I say Brazil Telecom, they're like, oh. In Brazil, it would be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, right, right. right. You it's know, like work
0: like, worked on, like, Tide or yeah. something. Yeah. Right, right.
1: It's like, yeah. Eh. It was, I remember, and, and I was used to the hustle and bustle because my city has, like, five million people.
0: Wow.
1: As you know. Yeah. Like as we that, see, that like cornfields. Yes. The most all day. Exactly. Yeah. So like, so it was really surreal, and I knew nobody. I had no connections. I had no professional networking at all, here, wow. and I had to make it work. That's crazy. So it was kind of. I love of,
0: this. Keep
1: going. It's yeah no. It's kind of like if like if you look, it's sort of like. If I, if I lost faith at some point, I could have had so many reasons to give up. Mm-hmm. So many. There yeah. was, like, one reason after the next. So, I... So, my title at this... Um, agent, I was, like, the manager for the planning and strategy mm-hmm. area. I started looking for jobs here. There was nothing. There was truly nothing. And there were no agencies in no. Harrisburg because there were, like, two agencies at the time. Mm-hmm. One of them, since then, has left... So there was one agency big ish <laughs> agency here, and um little little teeny teeny tiny shops around. so I looked for an internship
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I convinced a man in two thousand nine December of two thousand nine I just had got my um I had gotten my work authorization at mm-hmm. the time. I saw this post for an internship, this guy was rebranding his company, and he needed an intern to do collateral. I went into his office and said. Listen, I'm very... I'm no intern. I'm no intern. I'm way overqualified for this. Right. So you get to pay me whatever you would pay this intern. You don't give me the intern position. You call me a consultant, whatever you want to call me. Right. I will do whatever this intern would do, but I will help you with a lot of stuff.
0: I love the hustle. That's amazing, Yeah. It's like... That's twice you did that now in your story.
1: It it could have so royally backfired because he could be like no right. but he's like okay I think nowadays and I have I since met I made my first true friend I have two really good friends from that time. One is my paralegal mm. that then became one of my very good friends and the other one was um, another consultant that was, she was for real consulting on this. She didn't like yeah, yeah, yeah. intern her way into it yeah. but um, she and I are In your own jobs. I know. <laughs> and she and I, we joke nowadays that she's like, you know, Larry knew that he had a really good deal with you. Oh my God. <laughs> he was like paying half for the price of three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I worked with them for a while but That just gave me, first of all, like, you have to have, like, a foot somewhere. Like, someone to be able to tell someone about who you are. And I had nobody at that point. So I needed someone to see that, like, you know, this is me. Like, how do I perform? How do I interact? How is it working with me? All this stuff. And um, and then after that, um, I worked in a little shop in Harrisburg for a little while. And then I went to work in Baltimore because I said, you know what, this is just not working. Yeah. I'm going to find a job in Baltimore. So I worked in this um, business-to-business consulting group as a brand strategist for a little under a year. Yeah. At that point, I was like, you know what, I need to just make a big... If I, if I want to do something dramatic, I need to make a big change. So I decided to go back to school. Yeah. So I decided to apply for business school. And I decided to apply for business school at Penn State and I got. I talked about that with my sister and with my cousin who both have since done the same. Um, Just talk with people. So I started talking with people at Penn State and I met someone that knew someone that knew of someone and we talked, we talked, we talked, oh my god you have so much potential. I ended up getting a full scholarship, went to business school and at the end of my first semester my phone rings and it's a recruiter in the area that had talked with me about a job that had nothing to do with me a while back. I we, you We talked, like... And I remember, like, halfway through the interview, it was, like, a preliminary kind of screening. I'm like, you know, I'm not the right fit. Right. Like, I, I shouldn't even... You know, I'm just... wasting my time. Yeah, no, and no, I'm wasting your time, not really wasting my like, I'm wasting your time. You should be looking for people that have something to do with this. I don't, so I just... Just keep my name if ever something... Right. shows up that you may think that I'm. this is what I'm interested in doing if you think they have something great if not I just think that this is not it right. so she called me she's super nice and she's like hey Faye I'm calling on behalf of a company a local um, company in the area they're looking for a global design manager and it's a local Hershey business right, right and I'm right. like oh a local Hershey business I wonder what that would be yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's so many of them um that was right before Thanksgiving of 2011. Yeah. And I remember during business school, because I was in business school as a band aid, mm-hmm. because I was right. kind of like, I was getting if a business on, like, degree. Mental well-being kind yeah, of mental well being. I wanted to get, I thought to myself, okay, if I ever want to get into of serious networking possibility, opportunity, or any of these things, like what I'm doing right now, isn't getting me there. I'm, I just need something completely just shock the system for myself. Right. And going to business school was to me like, okay, maybe, maybe I get into brand management, maybe I get into just marketing purely marketing, and I get my creative background in this mix of things, and that may be something that I become differentiated with. Right. And I remember thinking during business, but I'm like, the only way I would stay in this area because I can't imagine living here. Because how how can I ever find a job here other than if I worked for Hershey? Like, right. the only way I could stay here is if I work for Hershey. Like, right. there's no other way. Right. And this woman and call calls her. me. <laughs> out of the blue. And, and she described the position. I'm like, Shelly, I remember still her name, Sherry. I think this might be the perfect position for me. I'm not... This, like, this sounds exactly what I really, really want to do, which is managing design, leading design for brands. And, you know, I had all this crazy background experience from my agencies and all this stuff. I know what it is to manage gigantic projects. I have no fear of right. any of that. I have no problem talking with people all the way from right. the up of the food chain, all the way CC down. No problem at all. But most importantly, I love, 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 love this kind of work. So I came here for an interview right after Thanksgiving. I remember I talked with her before Thanksgiving, and I had, like, rushed my resume and my portfolio. Like, I was literally writing my case studies within three days. Wow. Because um, the person who was interviewing me, um, she's um, Ron's predecessor, Moira. She was my first boss here. She had asked Sherry, like, well have her send me her resume and like a few case studies and things she's worked on that are related to consumer goods and products and consumer brands and and then you have to frame like brazil telecom the brazil equivalent of at&t or like and then you have to like do all this i'm like oh god it's like (laughs) i know so i did that and i came here and i mean long story short we talked and it was a long interview with moira and a few weeks later i get a job interview i get a job, I get a job offer oh my god.
0: That's okay. and
1: it was so and it was not a job full-time i came as a contractor and there were people that were like oh my god are you kidding me you're gonna leave your like full scholarship at penn state for a contractor job. And I'm like, yes, I am. And you're going to make
0: something of it like you did earlier on.
1: Yes, I'm, I'm totally going to do that. Right. I'm 100% doing yeah, this. Exactly. And yes, I'm keeping my full-time load at Penn State right. while doing this. Of course I am. Yeah. Oh, but what if you don't get it? And I'm like, what if what? Like, then I get to work... I live in Harrisburg. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, will, I will work here for six months and if the thing doesn't work or whatever. So, I started... Um, my first day was. Oh my God! My first day was precisely <laughs> six years ago. Oh my God! February twelfth, two thousand twelve. Exactly. Yes, February twelfth. So yes, I didn't even think about that's so it. So timely! I know. Yeah. I didn't even think about it when you Damn. when we talked. We'll yeah. write that in there. We'll
0: edit that out. We'll be like on oh, the anniversary. You know,
1: like, I know, and yeah. it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, and that's how it happened. And like, but had you. I would never be able to say, okay, if you want to be in a consumer brand's big Fortune 500 corporation, these are the steps. Like, right. you can't. This is so. It's so timing and so much how much you can throw yourself at the opportunity and like kind of just punch your destiny and sort of like make it happen. Yeah. There's no excuse. There's no. N- I knew nobody anywhere. Like, I I, ne- I never had an insider. Right. On, so, it's kind of like, I right. now find that, you know, at the time in Brazil, I was like, oh, I have my dream job. I didn't at the time. I now have my dream job.
0: So, like, when you came to Hershey, being from Brazil, I mean, for me as a kid, I grew up in Reading, Pennsylvania. It was kind of, like, right there. Um, what was it like, kind of, like, discovering all these brands and, like, how do you feel about them? And just, you know, in your own personal opinion, yes. uh, what's it like working on Hershey and why do you love it so much?
1: Brazil has Hershey's chocolate. Um but it never really I never really thought anything of it at mm-hmm. the time I lived there like we had my favorite thing there was a there was a special dark little um, there were little squares in the bag that was that was the extent to which I knew Hershey's I knew nothing about kisses
0: mm-hmm.
1: or Reese's and for the record I have always hated peanuts and peanut butter which
0: finally we have something we, we don't have in common.
1: but no I grew into liking it after okay. working here so I went through all the stages of Reeses, you know, of like not hating it, not liking it, tolerating it. Okay, I can kinda dig it. All right. Okay, I love it. Fine. Okay, right, right, people. Right, right. I understand what you people are going through. Yeah. So um it's
0: such a staple in America too. It's just funny to hear like I the know. outside perspective. It's like like eh, races is over. that's like a yeah, can't it's say like, that in why America. do
1: you like guys peanut butter? Yeah. <laughs> but um no, it's it's a such a good question. Um I think there are two ways to think about it. One way is I had to learn through a very unbiased point of view what is this love for the brands that Americans have right. that I didn't grow up with right. whereas and to me it
0: feels like ingrained
1: it feels ingrained to yeah. you Especially I had to learn man. about it I had to understand a lot about the consumer and a lot about you know what are the rituals what is the experience how is the journey I went a lot to the museum and you know the story and understanding kind of how do people grow up with this? What are the moments that people were like? What is this whole thing with Who the tradition? Hershey, right? Who is Milton Hershey? All of this stuff that I had no clue mm-hmm. before joining the company, right. even like while living in Pennsylvania, because I lived here from 2009 to 2011. So I had right. two years of
0: well, you were really. Like out of Hershey, I wasn't
1: really like anything thinking anything of it. Um, so there is this side, and then the second one is. I think because of that I bring sometimes a very impartial opinion as to why sometimes if you're thinking about you know how you know every single brand in the world is trying to target millennials and mm. and try to be more relevant I mean I have no background I did not grow up on Smore's I did not grow up on peanut butter and chocolate right. so, so you're I can not romantic So I'm about, not yeah. so I'm while I'm very passionate and very um I'm the biggest fan of our brands. What's mm-hmm. your favorite, by
0: the
1: way? Well, it's hard. Like, my favorite to um, to eat... That's such a tricky question, because I really love all of it. Um, mm-hmm. I really, 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 really like just milk chocolate Hershey's, which is kind of funky, because I didn't really like it before. Right.
0: Like it the was, bar?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was the same. I love s'mores, mm-hmm. but it has to be gluten-free, which is a whole different dimension <laughs> to it but um i love reese's right. yeah i think um i really when i i'm trying to think like i really 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 like almond joy in my own mm-hmm. i always get an almond joy if i can find it in the candy bowls yes
0: there is free candy here by
1: the way yes yeah, there is free candy bowls everywhere yeah, it's kind of separated frown. by candy like sugar candy or chocolate if <laughs> you want to be it's true yeah um, I never really so had
0: chocolate that much before. It's worth it for the two-week period, and now I have it all the time. Oh my god! It's kind of a problem. You sort
1: of have to. I love York. Yourself. York like chilled York. Yes. So good. Mm-hmm. So I really like, and I get to I got to work with a lot of our brands, so I get to like try a lot of things and fall in love with different pieces of it. So yeah, no, I I really love, except for the things that I really can't eat because of gluten. Like I I love everything. Cool. It's awesome. Yeah.
0: So, the purpose of this podcast is to bridge the gap between entry level creatives and the industry's best. And, um, you know, also to kind of show that there, there are some hardships, which you shared your story, and that was so, like, great. And I think that there's a lot of people, especially from the, believe it or not, international audience that I have, that can really kind of relate to that. I got a lot of DMs about that kind of stuff. It's like, it's one thing if someone's, like, you know, DMing me, like, hey, I'm moving from, you know, California and New York I don't really know anyone but some people DM me and they're moving from all around the world Um, that's kind of like really uh, interesting so let's switch it up a little bit I just did like a whole bunch of podcasts where we kind of touch on entry level creatives and kind of those broad things but for people that are coming you know from outside of the US who are coming here um, on top of your story is there any additional advice you give for people that are trying to find their way and maybe don't have because I could like you know I can go into a room and talk for hours about Hershey because I've had these kind of, like, experiences. But when you came here and you had to find your way in design and advertising, like, was, is there any advice you can give to that? Like, in terms of, like, how to carry yourself or, like, you know, do you avoid it? Do you step into it? Because you're kind of, like, you're different. But is that different... Does that give you leverage or how do you feel? About it?
1: Very early on, when I when I started job hunting, and when I started talking with people... So I didn't have the factor of I'm different, yes. in Brazil, right? Right. So in Brazil, I was just I spoke the same Portuguese as everyone else did. You're right there. Your yeah. You're right there, and and even talking about design in Portuguese and in English was very different. So like even how to articulate.
0: What are some of the differences? I'm just
1: curious. Like, oh my like God.
0: what's like the difference between like a United States boardroom meeting? It's just and the, the the
1: jargon and the way you express some things. Like, right. um, there's a lot of English expressions in Portuguese design talk. So you talk about branding. You still say branding in Portuguese, even in Portuguese, mm-hmm. but um, it's 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 tricky to not be self conscious. Because you're like always thinking, do I do I sound as smart as I know I am in my native language? Right,
0: right.
1: That was something that really caught me early on, and
0: so not not only imposter syndrome, but like like a it's like is well.
1: my is my because I, I mean I have to be intelligent, right? Like I have this degree, yeah. I've done all these things. Like, am I am I am yeah. am I articulating myself in a way that people are taking me for what I have? Right people understanding what I'm saying and that's that was something that it's kind of like and you take impo- imposter syndrome is already a given so you're already kind of mm-hmm. questioning yourself sometimes I have this thing and it's kind of a mind game but I try to trust the self that I was at the moment I made a decision that was really important to me right. so versus self questioning and self doubt I try to think of you know if I'd made that decision at that time and it went well let me trust myself at that moment and let me take myself for what I am
0: right and trust your own intuition
1: yes and not only for what I'm gonna do but like if I look back and like okay this and this and this and this worked I'm just I'm just overthinking this it's fine everything is okay you know but I think um when it comes to coming from anywhere outside of the US but even like from within the US I feel like being different is not bad
0: right
1: being different is really good mm-hmm. as long as being different is not the only thing you have going for you
0: right right, right. so like be yourself but like, you, like oh, it has to be like nuanced it's so not I'm careful to tell people like you know like wave your freak flag like yes kind of but also not like, even
1: I mean wave it all out like <laughs> cr- go crazy as long as that's not the only thing you have Right. You can't. Quite yeah, yeah, you can't just be. I can't just be the Brazilian design person. Right. Like, if I can pass as, I, I very very early on was very conscious about being able to articulate myself very clearly, and even setting aside the fact that I am not American, or I, you know, that I'm a foreigner. Because right. if that becomes your thing if the difference that you have is who you are there are some things that will get kind of overshadowed right and so you know that's what you're saying. Yeah, I
0: yeah, you're
1: yeah it's kind of like and I don't know how to kind of put my finger on it but if you're coming from anywhere outside of the US you automatically have a badge of differentiation you already you think differently you've been exposed to different things you know the world in a different way you've seen it work in a different way but that can't be the only thing going for you. Right. Because there are a lot of people that can extrapolate and understand how the Chinese mindset works or how the Brazilian mindset works. Because right. if I can learn how my brands here work and mm-hmm. I, didn't, I wasn't raised here, chances are is that someone could get a different perspective by just looking into different experiences. So that can't be the only thing. It has to be part of who you are. Right. But it can't be the only thing you bring to the table. Right
0: and it can be kind of limiting if you allow it to because you may be limiting yourself but I don't have this opportunity because I'm Brazilian it's not whereas it's like the reality is is that you just need to do your homework mm-hmm. bring yourself up to speed mm-hmm. and then like you're at the table mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's awesome. yeah and and the other thing is because I am Brazilian I talk very loud I talk with my hand I'm having a really hard time <laughs> keeping my hands down because I know you it, it says it we're far, we're far enough yeah. it says the mic yeah. Um I talk with my hand. I'm very loud. I'm very expressive. I like, I have no poker face, which is good and bad.
0: You look directly into my soul and talk to me, which is a very, like, you know, Americans kind of, like, glance away. Like, you're, like, very good with eye contact, yeah. which is good. Like, and now I know you, but when I first met you, I was like, oh, my God, the eye contact. Like, I was like, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So, like, there, there's yeah. that. Like, I, I see a lot of people that they they will talk to you like this it's and kind of, like, like glance at, at you and
0: It's interesting. I don't know why. It's not like they talk about it, but I feel like my friends from Brazil and like they they're much more. Latin Americans
1: are very. I think it's a
0: guilt thing a little bit. I think like in America, it's like you're not supposed to be like. you not. Shouldn't stare. You shouldn't stare. Yeah. Shouldn't stare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you don't know exactly who you are, if you don't know exactly what you're doing, or at least know enough of what you're doing that you can excuse yourself when you don't and go find the answer. Right. If you don't have those things figured out, no matter where you're from, people are going to sniff it in the air. Yes. And it's so easy. It's so transparent. Mm-hmm. It's just like you catch it like this. Yes. So, so that's my, my advice is, you know, do enough that gets you into really tricky situations. Do enough of things that you don't know how to do so that when you go do what you know what to do, you've been through enough. That the hardest thing you get to do doesn't scare the shit out of you right
0: exactly that's kind of
1: and talk i mean yeah, people people and not only that but like if you're coming in a situation that you don't know anyone you don't know anything you don't have any people go talk with someone like anyone go to a meet go to a networking go to a iga for a graphic designer go i don't know email someone that you think might never email you back you might be surprised
0: Burdick, you know, from Hershey, yeah
1: it might be surprising. There is a lot of, like, paying it forward. Like, I I would talk with anyone because I know how shitty it is. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of time to talk with everyone. I would like to. I try. Yeah. But um, But everyone, has, everyone who's anywhere right now has been nowhere at some point.
0: When people leave school, they think to themselves, like, I have to play the part of, like, the person who knows everything. Otherwise, they're not going to hire me. And I have found recently that, like... Your life becomes so much easier to navigate when you 're just forthcoming and people know the truth because they know what they 're dealing with, so it 's like if you 're like an illustrator and you don't know like well how do you know you find out you jump and you make those big leaps, but like the hardest part is just convincing people to make the the leap and now i 've realized that with this in with this initiative like that 's what this is almost more about, so it 's like I don't think that I'm going to have anything breakthrough that you couldn't find on the internet, but I want to share people's stories like yourself who made a jump and made a leap and like, you know, like had a real rough road but are now where they want to be. So this podcast, where it's, like, it's about bridging the gap, yes, but like, for a lot of people, they use that gap as an excuse and they live their whole life and never make that jump. What I want people to do is make the leap, be honest about where they stand, seek out that mentorship, and kind of, like, pull through. Because, like you said, like, how do you, how do you end up at Hershey? Like how, like, how does that happen? How do you end up working on a team like this? How did I end up here? And a lot of it was just, like, a leap of faith. Like, for me, and it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be, like, moving from another country. Like, for me, it was emailing Ron and letting Ron know that, like, you know, he worked at Disney and he worked at Hershey, and I want to do that, and I was, like, honest if people are in that position and they know what they want and it like it seems out of reach, or they feel they have that thing, they feel like they're not worth it, how do you hit like the, for lack of a better word, like the fuck it button and just like do it?
1: Here's the thing, though. It's very, um, it's very unlikely that your plan will go perfectly. It's very unlikely that whatever. And destination you plugged in Mm
0: -hmm.
1: will be exactly the way you wanted exactly it's not likely that it will happen like that right and five six years from now you rob will be in a place that you had no idea you were going to be and totally and you can you will probably be able to trace back the steps that made you get there
0: right
1: but it's very unlikely that you will be at the place that you are setting yourself right now to. Right. And the most important thing is knowing that is already half the battle. Because right. Just being aware of that fact. Being aware of the fact because you're not gonna be unless someone promised your parents that you would have a job at a certain place and by the way they're alive at the time that you were ready for a job. <laughs> like, so right. you're not gonna have the exact one opportunity you want. Right. It's very it's very unlikely. So once you realize that you have to go with the motions and you have to play with the flow and you will have to adjust. Get used to Pennsylvania in your case kind of thing. Get yeah. used to Pennsylvania or... I didn't go to business school because I wanted to work at Hershey. I went to business school because I needed to figure out what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And that was not commuting two hours a day to Baltimore and back. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like... And that happened to open certain doors, that open other doors, that open other doors, that I didn't really anticipate that were going to be open in the first place. Mm -hmm. So, if you really know exactly what you're going to do, take a first step into getting there, even if it's not at the destination you want. But if you think about, for example, if you want to be, if your vision is being a creator-director somewhere likely it is that you're not going to be a creative director anywhere if you don't start as a junior designer somewhere or a junior art director or a junior creative somewhere Mm -hmm. and you're going to have to take the steps there and maybe down the road you're going to find that you really love copy and oh my god you're writing books i don't know but it it might take the you have to i saw i i'm a runner and i have this huge idol of mine that she had this um the speech that there is a portion of it that I, it really stuck with me, mm-hmm. which, you know, you have to set up your destination. It's like a GPS,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but you have to, like, look around and see what's happening as you go through. Because if you don't, you miss out the whole point.
0: Right. You miss the
1: exit. Yeah. yeah and, and you miss the cues and the stops and the things that will make your journey actually worth it. The destination is not the most important thing. The most important thing is how you're going to get there and the meet, the people you're going to meet on the way because I may I may have met people throughout my journey that had I just like been so focused on my next big job I would never have just decided, you know what? I'm just going to convince this guy to give me an internship and right. pretend you know, I'm I'm not going to do this and right. and you miss the point. Like the the destination will give you a ton of things and if you're so focused and you're just afraid Mm -hmm. or you're just afraid of failure everyone fails I fail I fail all the time like everyone fails all the time you just build tolerance to it and you learn how to rough it up and 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 brush off and and go another day and and once you learn the skill of dusting off standing up and going again fall dust off go again and repeat until you get to get up And that learning process is not like no one is going to teach you. That's the thing, too. Like, no one teaches you that. You learn that on your own. No one will teach you that. Right. And I can guarantee. It's
0: like getting your heart broken. It has to happen. You can't describe it. You have to feel it. Right.
1: And to mend it back. Yes. It has to be you. It can't be. No one will be able to tell you enough good words to get you out of that it has to be you finding through your journey through your way your way out of that i don't think i would have been successful had i decided back in 2000 that in the year of 2012 i will start working at the hershey company as a design manager like right, right. i don't think that would have i wouldn't i wouldn't have been able to make the steps to that if you just take the steps and you just observe what's happening on your way to somewhere you obviously you have to have a vision. I have my ambitions. I know what I want to do in twenty thirty. Like yeah. I, I know where I feel a star Kind
0: of situation.
1: Yeah, like I I know where I want to get, but that can't be, that can't be the one and only way. That's just it's kind of like it's if you look here all the way to the mountain, you kind of you can make a straight line and get there. But it's such a pretty I girl. know right. <laughs> but you're gonna you're gonna find different things on the way that might. Tweak your your journey, and I mean, and by tweaking it, you
0: might leave all this shit behind and just do headshots from now on. I love photography. You might, you might, might just, like, and you're really,
1: and you're, and, you're, and you're, really passionate about it. And you might, if you're really, that's the other thing too. So if you're geeky enough about the stuff that you do, you're gonna have so much fun learning it mm-hmm. that you're gonna get really good at it. That's and, how I feel. Yeah. And that's how, and that's how, kind of like how it works. And and I know what it feels like to be, you know, 21 and scared to death of not being good enough. You only get to build to um, to a certain level or to a certain level of... And it's not even confidence. It's like...
0: Overcoming your ego.
1: Yeah. You're it, it kind of like... You're not doing because it's going to look good for you anymore. You're doing it because it's going to feel right. That's yes. That's what it is. Because to me, I couldn't give a... I don't really care about, you know, if I get an award ever. All this stuff. Right. like the stuff that I'm doing right now may or may not become something that down the road becomes something famous or not. Like, I I truly, that's not what's driving the point. And then I feel that if you're just going for being famous or having an award or um, being this title at this company, you're just not setting yourself the right way. That's not the right thing to have as an end goal. The end goal can't be that. Because you can't... It's
0: like, it's not, yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. But I'm... It's so weird because at first, I didn't really like when I started this podcast. I was like, "No one's going to listen to this," and then like now, all of a sudden, it's like, "Whoa!" This is a lot of people listening to this sort of thing. So I really feel uh, a great deal of responsibility to make sure that like when we're talking about these kind of things too that. Um, because it can sound um, at times, and not at all with yours, but in some of the other podcasts that I've done earlier before this, it, I kind of had this like narrative a little bit of like chase your dreams, chase your dreams. like you know, like if you believe it, like you can achieve it. And now it's more of a place of like, the fire starts within. So for me, it's like you know, I had this like depression in this time of like really indulging my ego so it's like the industry doesn't care the old guard is holding me down i have all these things whereas now it's like more like no rob you just don't want to do the work and it's like it's very simple sometimes too but it's like that work can become very easy if you love it so now i'm just having conversations with people like how do you find what you love like you know what i mean like photography for example it's coming so easy and i'm so excited about learning it that i might like totally like just switch over to doing that but that's okay like the amount of emails that i get from people that are like 22 years old who are like i don't have my boat together i don't have this stuff like i just wanted like and i think we talked about before this is kind of like what hershey was like for me just like a like a safe solution but i think like the unknown the time in between like i love that I embrace that. And I'm excited about it. Like I'm here, I had this thing yesterday. It's like, is it all working out? No. Or my bills like perfectly like paid and like not worried about it? No. But like
1: that's okay. Patience is a really nice skill to massage and learn. Yeah. Really shit does not happen overnight. Yeah. Anywhere.
0: It's the hardest and, thing that I deal with. All the tenants and all the things that I talk about that I preach about, the one that I have the hardest time following up on
1: I'm not a very patient person. Really patient. It took me a lot to learn to plant a seed and to actually know that it will take a little bit of time for it to grow. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not gonna be overnight. Someone is not gonna if you drop your your portfolio to someone at Thursday, they're not gonna get back to you on Monday. That's okay. Right. They don't hate you. It's just that they're overloaded and busy right. and crazy mm-hmm. and something. Um, no but even like patience with you know where you're gonna get at like you're not gonna get everything you want in the very beginning that's truly the one thing that I can guarantee yeah
0: for sure
1: so like know that and build (laughs) know that and build because you're gonna get there you're gonna get to there and there is gonna when you get there you're gonna feel it
0: let's wrap this up we have so much good stuff in here Uh, so Faye thank you so much this has literally been I say this every time I do this. Like one of my favorite podcasts ever because it's from such a real place and uh, there's no like narrative that you're putting on top of it. It's very much so your truth. So I also talk to my hands a lot too. Oh yeah. Uh, but thank you so much for doing this. Um, it's, it's Every time I come here, it's like a warm hug being here in Hershey. I love it. It does smell like chocolate. Sometimes when the wind blows the right way. Everyone's yeah. always like, it smells like chocolate and it gets out super it disappointed. It has to be. Every like, once in a while. I
1: think it smells like it. Yeah. No, it never gets a we
0: have this beautiful view. I'm gonna take a picture of this before I leave. I
1: know, right? It's yeah, like, I have I my love, good camera. I love sunsets. It's like such a good one
0: today. Yeah, yeah. so um I know. Well oh, there it is over there. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, so cool. No, so thank you. Yeah. It was awesome. Thanks, it was so fun. We can do it again, whenever you want. Yeah. I'll come back here okay. for free chocolate. Uh where yeah. can people find you online? So anything you have coming up that you want to talk about? Um
1: No, so online, LinkedIn, so um super easy. It's Fernanda Amiranti, Amoranti, right there. Um, it's I. I have a Twitter handle. I don't tweet. I really you're have real no low time. profile. I like that. I, I do. I I really like. I'm I'm super busy. <laughs>
0: and wait, <laughs> um, like, did you just recently? By the way, while we're talking about social media, this would be fun. Since you're not yes. since you're not the social media queen, but that's good though because you work and you're an operator and like, yes. you're the, the, the real deal. Uh, did you just recently run a marathon? Did I see that
1: right? Is that I ran three. Wow. Um, the third being New York. Yes.
0: So, th- so uh, do you do one, once a year, or like three years this year? I did
1: once a year for the last three years. This year, I'm not running a marathon because I'm building a house. I just got a new job, so I'm I'm yeah. learning a new brand and everything, yeah. and I'm getting married, so I think there is oh, enough okay. happening, Yay. so I'm I not running. I love him, the way. he's man. I know, yeah. right?
0: From the, from the 30 seconds I met him.
1: I know, he's great.
0: a good judge of character though, I could tell if he was sketchy, I'd let you know he's awesome cool
1: yeah so um, yeah so I did I did I R- Ron does not want me to not be a runner yeah I would lose my mind <laughs> <laughs> he knows <laughs> you
0: very tightly bound cool. yes uh,
1: and also speaking of how May 1st about we're doing it woohoo yeah no it's, it's gonna be very similar a little bit but not really but it's gonna be a lot very real kind of how to find happiness and and, and making it really fun yeah so it's gonna be fun
0: uh, I just want to say while I'm here on the record that I uh, I you know I, I love this town, I love this place, I love this company, I love this brand. Um, but I'm also very emphatic about everything. So that doesn't really mean a whole bunch. My wife is like, you know, like every time I go you out, love like, everything. this is the best cheeseburger ever. <laughs> She's like, "Shut up." But uh you know, I I recall like a time like I guess it was like a year or so ago. Um, I think right around this time, maybe not. I'm terrible at time. But uh, I remember being in my journey, um, this tumultuous, like, entry-level journey and really, like, um, failing a whole lot. You know what I mean? Like, failing and dusting yourself off is cool. But, like, on the seventh time, you're just like, all right, like, where's this going to end? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was good for the first four jobs I went through. But uh, I remember coming here... Um, And I worked at TPN. That was my first agency job, one of your partners here at at TPN. Um, I really loved it there. I worked with Matthew Searcy and had this inner share and love and had these really great experiences, and they took great care of me and my time there. Then I worked at these other places and really failed a whole lot. And then when I came to Hershey, um, it was I came for two weeks to work on a project with you guys here, and the biggest thing that I was struck by was that you guys, like... um, The team here, incredibly talented, some of the best package design and and design in general that that I've ever seen. I love it. But, like, the thing that stood out the most is how empathetic and understanding and how caring you guys are here. And you guys, you know, showed me that that that's possible. And now I seek that out and have – you guys have – no joke, I'm not trying to to suck up. You guys have actually set, like, really high expectations because I came from that New York, like, figure-it-out kid – I'm gonna go seek that geographically closer to my house, so. But yeah, but you guys are the best though, and Steph and you know Caroline and Dez and obviously Ron. So you guys are uh, I'm working toward, towards calling you family. It's a little too early, but eventually. I'm just gonna keep coming down here and coming up with excuses. I'm gonna go to the hotel version and have a few two-minute captain and cokes. But uh, thanks it's Thank you.
1: I'm a little lost at
0: sea. I'm a little birdie in a big old tree Ain't nobody looking for me Here out on the highway Maybe I'm a runaway train Maybe I'm a feather in a hurricane Maybe it's a long way game But maybe that's a good thing Cause I will be found I will be found Time comes down. I will be found. So I keep running till
1: my run is gone. Keep on riding till I see that dawn. I will be found. I will.